Hi, Homecoming listeners. Thanks for tuning in to episode 28 with the South Asian Youth Initiative. Before I play the episode, I just wanted to say that the audio quality of this episode might not be as great as that of other episodes because one of our guests had to record outside. Um, I tried my best to edit out as much of the background noise as possible, but there is some still there. Uh, I do apologize and, you know, this sort of thing happens sometimes, so it's all good, but I hope it doesn't disturb your listening experience because Sai has some really, really exciting programming coming up that you'll want to hear about. Thank you all. Uh, I hope you're having a good day so far and let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Homecoming Podcast. Homecoming is a platform that provides the space for Asians, Asian Americans, and mixed heritage Asians of all backgrounds to share their stories, experiences, and insights about a variety of different topics. Everything from affirmative action, and check out the series I just released on that, to Asian representation in media to what it's like to be a restaurant worker during the pandemic. Uh, I'm your host, Angel Rena, and in today's episode, I am joined by Saket Malhotra and Maya Shah, two college students who are the co-directors of the South Asian Youth Initiative, also known as SAI. And SAI is an annual conference organized by South Asian student leaders from different colleges in the U.S., with the purpose of creating community amongst young South Asians and South Asian Americans, while also serving as a forum for activism, discussion, and solidarity. But it's not just a conference, uh, as the name suggests. Uh, SAI really is an initiative because they also plan a ton of different workshops, uh, panels, and get-togethers that really focus on uh, the community-building aspect, which is really cool. Uh, but today, Saket and Maya are going to talk about their experiences with SAI, uh, their plans for SAI 2021, which will take place April 10th and 11th, uh, past and upcoming pre-programming events they're planning, and how they're trying to tackle and have discussions about different issues uh, within the South Asian community. And I've heard some information about SAI already because Saket and I work together on the same team at the Asian American Cultural Center at Yale. But I'm really excited to get into the details with both of you today. Uh, and I'm sure the listeners are really excited to learn and listen as well. Uh, so Maya and Saket, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join me today. I uh, hope you both are staying safe and healthy and, you know, taking care of yourselves and trying to maintain your mental health and sanity, which is, you know, really hard. Uh, but thank you all for joining me today. Uh, do you want to start off by introducing yourselves? You can say things like your name, uh, pronouns, where you live, slash where you're from, your year in school, your majors, what school you go to, uh, what you're involved with on campus, ethnic background, really anything else you want to share with the listeners. Yeah, uh, thank you. 
Um, thank you for having us, first of all. Um, I'm Maya, as you said before. I am a sophomore in TD, and I'm majoring in psychology and WGSS. Um, I live in New Jersey. I grew up in Jersey, so I'm not too far from New Haven. Um, my background, I'm half Filipino and half Indian, um, so I spend a lot of time at the AACC. Um, and I am a part of SAS, which is kind of how I uh, came to be involved with SAI, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, I'm also involved in the um, Yale Student Energy Association and um, Fairhaven Tutoring. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> uh, my name is Saketa. I use he, him pronouns. I'm a sophomore at Yale College majoring in ethnicity, race, and migration, and environmental science, um, but I'm also an education studies scholar here at Yale. Um, my ethnic background, I'm Punjabi, I'm North Indian, um, so I'm really excited that SAI is that kind of a place where I can meet a lot of other students of my Indian background, not only at Yale, but like around the U.S. Um, I was born and raised here in Chandler, Arizona, um, which is also where I am now. Um, I've lived here my entire life, and there is like a very strong Indian community here, um, uh, like an Asian community here. So I like you know I enjoy maintaining that space. Other things that I'm involved with, um, I'm really involved with Students Against Hindutva Ideology, um, which works to combat Hindutva fascism in India. Um, I'm also part of the Yale College Council, um, and uh, I'm one of the co-moderators for the Asian American Students Alliance at Yale. Yeah, really happy to be here. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so I know I briefly like described Sai at the beginning of this episode, but I sort of glossed over the details. I didn't really go in depth. Uh, so would you be able to describe Sai in your own words and also, you know, talk about all the different like facets and projects of Sai as well? Because I know you, you know, have a newsletter, you have a ton of pre-programming events and stuff like that. Um. So the the kind of stuff that we do in Sai is like really diverse. Um, we basically like, I guess, if I want to describe Sai in my own words, it's a platform to talk about like all different kinds of issues um, affecting the South Asian community, um, and to come together and like work against them, um, do very specific actions and tasks against them. I think Sai this year is like trying to hone in on that even more um, with all of our panels and our workshops um, and even our community building events are like are going to be accompanied with um, some very specific tasks for students to take on. Um, either things to change in their home life, in their work life, or encourage them to follow like new paths in activism and organizing um, that help uplift South Asian communities. Um, and also work against the oppressions that South Asians may cause. Yeah, I think SAI is um, just so special to me because it's not necessarily just students coming together and talking about their different backgrounds or experiences, but we can also bring in like professionals, academics, different activists, and it's not just students from one specific college. And instead, we're getting like international students or people across the country. So it's the big the bigger picture or how broad of a perspective we can get on these different issues rather than just being in our little bubble of Yale. Yeah, I know you you all work with like a ton of different 
like colleges in the area to um, and across the country. And as you said, you know, you also have a ton of international students who are also involved um, and you have campus ambassadors who are uh, working on respective campuses and, you know, sharing the work and and planning the conference and stuff. Um, But I'm interested to, to know, like how you both also got involved uh, with Sai, how did you, you know, hear of it at first? Uh, how did you, you know, why did you decide to attend and be involved? And then how did you end up deciding that you wanted to take on more of a leadership position? Yeah, so um, Saket and I were, bo- were both first year liaisons for SAS, the South Asian Society at Yale. Um, and all of the first years um, were asked to help out with this large conference. And we really didn't know too much about it. Um, we kind of just blindly followed whatever we were asked to do. Um, so we did a lot of outreach and just emailing a lot of different um, students and trying to find different clubs and organizations who would be interested in attending the event. And I don't think that it really hit either of us how amazing this event was until it actually came to the day where we were attending it. Um, it was just uh, over 100, 150 students coming to our campus, not just from Yale, and getting to see how excited they were to learn from these different panelists and from these different workshops. And it was just, it was very interesting to see how um, different and similar our perspectives were on different issues. Um, and I don't know, after that, I really wanted to be involved with something like that and tweak things here and there, see how we could improve and just provide that same experience for everybody this year. Yeah, I just want to second everything that Maya um, Maya said. I think we had like different experiences in Jackson getting into SAI. Um, I know Ananya and Alisa, who were the co-moderators last year, um, did a really great job in expanding the conference. I know SAI originally started as the South Asian Millennials Conference, and it was mostly just Yale and Columbia students. But there were a lot of students from other parts of the U.S. as well. Um, but Anani and Alisa did a really good job in expanding the conference's reach um, to get students all the way from, like, California to come to Yale um, and to kind of, like, expand the programming um, op- 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 opportunities um, inside. Um, yeah, just basically like, make it grow a lot. Um, so definitely I was very inspired by the, like, kind of legacy, to continue the legacy that they put out. Um, at the end, like a little bit after the conference, like they had a little info session about like what it would look like to be a co-moderator next year. Maya and I both attended and we just like texted each other during that was like, haha, what if we were co-moderators together and did all this really cool stuff together? Um, and we both agreed. So um, I think that was just like, that. that's kind of how we got into it. Um, and I I'm, I'm, don't regret that decision at all. It's a lot of fun working on SAI. Wow, that's so great that you both eventually got the positions and are able to work together this year. Um, I'm also wondering, like, what were some of your key takeaways from attending last year's conference? It was in person, right? Uh, so you, you were able to actually, like, in, interact with people in person, go to the different workshops. Yeah. So, like, what were your key takeaways from last year's conference? And were are there any, like, specific things that you were, like, as you were attending, you were, like, oh, I would love to just change this a little bit. I would like to, you know, add a workshop. I feel like there's not, I wish we could talk about this topic uh, as a workshop. Yeah. Were there any like specific takeaways, things you wanted to change uh, in like planning the conference this year? 
Uh, yeah, so last year we did a lot more um, in community building and looking at different professionals and how we can get involved in those different types of careers. Whereas this year we wanted to be a little bit more action-based with our panels and workshops. Um, we wanted to have the attendees to leave the conference with some specific tasks in mind and things to internalize and continue to carry on with them after the conference. And it wasn't just supposed to be a simple discussion that they were going to forget about once they left. Um, so now that everything is virtual, um, we've tried to keep that as something more positive and really take advantage of that opportunity. So now that everything is virtual, we have the opportunity to get a lot more speakers um, from different places. They don't necessarily have to be from um, America. And um, it also helps with the cost because they, we don't have to worry about getting them over here. Instead, they could just click on the Zoom link and they're already there. Um, and last year, we didn't have any pre-pro pre-programming events either. Um, so that's something else that we've taken advantage of. So since we don't necessarily have to book a room or figure out how to get everybody there for those pre-programming events, we can fit in more events um, for people to be a part of. Sakis, do you have anything you want to add to that? Not really. I think you covered everything, but I, I do just want to like emphasize, I think pre-programming might be like one of our like I'd even be one of our like biggest successes in planning size so far because um, like those have all shown like really great turnout and we've kind of been able to just expand the conference even more. I think that the pre-programming events specifically are also a really great way to engage student like non-Yale students who are involved with SAI because those are all um, those are all have been directly planned by students at like um, Columbia, Smith or Harvard. Um, our campus ambassadors. Uh, yeah so like students at other colleges. Wow, that's really cool. So you guys started the whole pre-programming events this year. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Honestly, like, I always, I, I thought that you always, like, Sai always just sort of had that. But that's actually so cool because you're able to, like, hype up the event and also just, like, cover a bunch of topics that you may not necessarily be able to, like, have the time or space to do in the actual conference. And we definitely we'll get into uh, some of the really cool pre-programming events that you all have already done. Um, but I, th this is sort of like, it's, it's sort of similar to the last question I asked, um, but what do you all feel like are some of the most pressing issues in the South Asian community that you like wanted to ensure that you covered and addressed uh, through SAI's conference or pre-programming uh, pre events? Um, yeah, I, I really like the chance that SAI gives to kind of address these issues. Um, I, I feel like everyone might have, like, every South Asian might have a different answer to what are the most pressing issues in the South Asian community. I kind of feel like combating oppression wrought out by South Asians is really important, um, a really important step of, like, South Asian activism and rallying a community to kind of be allies to um, other movements like the Black Lives Matter movements um, here in the U.S. So things like casteism and anti-Blackness that, that are really rampant in South Asian communities, uh, I feel are really, really important. Um, and then, but also like, I don't know, other also focusing on other like very material ways that South Asians are being afflicted. Um, so there's a huge number of South Asians in um, immigrant incarceration camps around the U.S. Um, in, like, the subcontinents, uh, Hinduism fascism is a really huge issue that is targeting Muslims, um, uh, Muslims in India, um, and sort of, like, 
degrading them to like a second second class status. Um, and these are all these are all issues that like all South Asians I feel like have a stake in and have uh, the opportunity to change. So I don't know. I feel like this might just be a really roundabout way of saying like I feel like the biggest um, the biggest thing that we need to do as a community might be to rally together and like actually organize to work on these kinds of actions. And that's kind of kind of one of the things that we hope to do with Sai. Um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. That went very, like, everywhere. No, that definitely makes sense. Uh, Maya, is there anything you want to add to that? No, yeah, I think he, he basically covered a lot of it. Obviously, things with, like, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, it's not just because there have been so many different protests this year. It's something that um, should, should have been talked about a lot more. Um, these like before this summer even happened. But I think that focusing on it right now, because everybody seems to be paying attention, that's part of why like something like anti-blackness is something that we wanted to talk about um, in Sai. Yeah, definitely. And I know you all uh, organized an anti-blackness in the South Asian community uh, event uh, a few months ago, I think back in October. Um, so yeah, we can actually go ahead and talk about the pre-programming events that you all have organized thus far. Um, I know you have hosted a South Asians in NYC politics panel, and then you hosted the anti-Blackness event. Um, so yeah, do you want to each talk about sort of like the content and structure of these two events, uh, the organizations you collaborated with, and also why you chose to focus on uh, these specific issues and topics? Yeah, so um, in terms of structure, um, they were both pretty similar in the way that it was mostly just panelists talking about their own experiences. So for the NYC politic, uh, politics one, um, it was mostly SAI board members who were moderating um, the panel. And then for um, the anti-Blackness panel, um, Asana Voices um, moderated that. And at the end, we had something like a breakout room. Um, which is going to be sort of similar to something else that we'll have at the conference, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Those are called the icebreaker events. Um, and essentially, those breakout rooms are where we want people to really understand what they learned from that from that panel and what they want to internalize from that discussion. Saket can talk a little bit more about the content of it. Yeah, for sure. In terms of, I guess, like why we chose these issues, the South Asian NYC Politics Panel was organized by students at Columbia. The anti-blackness panel um, was organized by students at Smith and Harvard. Um, so it was really like what our like campus ambassadors were interested in interested in planning. Um, that kind of led what that kind of led what we decided to focus our panels on. Um, in terms of the content, the South Asian NYC panel really talked about the struggles that South Asians face in politics and how those speak our, our speakers kind of overcame those, but also the ways that a South Asian identity became an asset for them. Um, so I definitely learned a lot about the ways that we can use a South Asian identity to reach out to a lot of different marginalized groups. Um, and I don't know, like th they were able to be better representatives because of that. Um, and then the anti-Blackness panel kind of talked, how do we combat anti-Blackness both structurally um, and also like within our families, because anti-Blackness is definitely rampant in, in on multiple levels of our society um again like as i said all going down all the way to like the family unit um i i actually really appreciated Vaya Sarkar's perspective as a dalit feminist on how um anti-blackness and caste um and, and and casteism are very interrelated um so i definitely learned a lot from this panel as well about 
specific things that we can do to have those conversations with our families um, and then also get involved in a wider level and combat anti-blackness systemically. Yeah, that's really great. And I think like one thing that I am just super impressed with, I mean, I'm impressed with a lot of the work that you both have been doing and that Sai has been doing, but I think it's really cool how you all have really like centered collaboration and community in like the work that you've been doing. You know, I think it's cool that you aren't really hesitant in reaching out to like different schools to collaborate in organizing events and also different like national and, and larger organizations, right? Like Asana. And um, I know you're working with Equality Lab soon too uh, with an upcoming event. Um, but I think that's something really cool that has also that I've also thought a lot about uh, during this pandemic, you know, running this podcast, just like reaching out to random people and organizations on social media and stuff like that. Um, so do you feel like the fact that, uh, you know, your events have been virtual has made it easier to reach out and collaborate with organizations? Or has that always sort of just been a priority in, uh, in what you do? Um, I think it was a little bit of a struggle last year to do things um, across campuses, just because when you are on campus, there are so many other things that you need to pay attention to. But now that everybody's at home and everything's virtual, it's a little bit easier um, because everybody has to be online anyways. Um, but I think that because of what we learned last year about how people have their own um have their own responsibilities within their own colleges, kind of offering this opportunity for them to take charge of some pre-programming event or some aspect of the conference has really allowed us to um, continue to make this as put together as possible so that people can actually do what they're responsible for while also feeling like they really can take charge and have some part in SAI for it. So it's difficult, but at the same time, I think it has been helpful. Yeah, definitely second. I don't, I don't know if I have too much to add um, to what Maya just said, but um, I think it's really great for like accountability um, and just like making collaborating with students on other campuses a lot easier. Um, also, like since we're virtual, it's definitely much easier. Like uh, we found that it's like it was more difficult last year to work with, I guess, students from like the West Coast, from California, or people from like Canada. Um, because like they're a lot less likely to come to the SAI conference um because they're so far. But these kind of like geographic barriers are being broken down now. Um so I think that's definitely been a plus to having this virtually. Awesome. And as I just mentioned, uh you all have a couple of pre-programming events that are also coming up that people can attend. Um, I just saw that you started advertising the CAST 101 workshop. And then in our pre-meeting, we briefly talked about uh, the event beyond the gender binary. So um, do you all want to talk about those two events, maybe other events that I might have missed, uh, you know, briefly discuss what you're going to talk about, um, who you're collaborating with, and like, I guess, who can attend and uh, the, I guess, key takeaways that you want people to uh, take away from the events. Yeah, so first of all, anybody can attend. Um, doesn't matter if you're a college student or someone who's already graduated or a high school student. Um, honestly, it doesn't even matter if you're South Asian because we'd love to hear perspectives from um, 
anybody and we we the point of this is for people to actually learn about these issues so it shouldn't just be a bubble um so for our cast 101 event um that is happening january 22nd at 5 30 p.m est and we are collaborating with equality labs to create this so we're going to start with like an open discussion about casteism and um talk more about caste abolitionist ideas and how to incorporate it into our lives and um internalize those values um i don't want to give too much away about it uh just because i want people to actually attend and learn from it so unless Sakif has something else to add, then he can talk a little bit more about the Beyond the Gender Binary pre-programming event. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, the cast one is also like, I think Maya and I are going to be learning so much from this event as well, um, from Equality Labs, because they've done so much really great work um, combating casteism in the U.S. Um, and kind of highlighting how it's not just an issue in South Asia, but it, it travels with the Indian diaspora. Um, so I'm really excited for that event. Um, the next event is with Alok Vimanon. Um, they are a um, they're like a non-binary artist and activist, um, and they've written a book beyond the gender binary. Um, so this 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 um, event is kind of they're gonna talk about they're gonna get like an introduction to their book and the main ideas in it, um, and maybe like read a few pa- passages um, from the book as well, um, and then it'll be followed by a Q and A with a look um, from both like SAI members and the general audience um, and end again with a breakout discussion rooms um, so we can talk about what to internalize. Um, so I'm really excited about that event as well, kind of like talk about how how do we engage in like radical sexuality ideas, I guess, um, radical ideas of sexuality and kind of move beyond like the um, gender binary, the gender um, heteronormative system we live in right now. Um, and this event is on February 15th at 6 p.m. We're going to be opening registration for this event immediately after, or maybe even a little bit before, our CAST 101 workshop. Uh, and we're really excited for that one. Just to repeat, because I want to like put this out once more, the CAST 101 workshop is on January 22nd at 5.30 p.m. And I totally encourage everyone to attend. I can, I don't know, maybe send Ninjarina a link to um, sign up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll allow you to like plug everything and your social media at the very end. And I'll also make sure to put a link to uh, the registration for the Cast 101 workshop in the episode description too. Um, but that's super cool. I, I, I signed up for the Cast workshop yesterday and I'm kind of nervous because I saw that you had like that, like, I don't know. I just, I just don't really know much about Cast. It's just like to be completely honest. So I'm excited so yeah thank you so much for putting that putting that together once again um but yeah to sort of move on to talk about the conference itself it's happening april 10th and 11th right uh that's the date those are the dates of the conference um so i want to also give you guys the chance to speak about the keynote speaker um i know you have confirmed uh who that is so yeah do you want to talk about the keynote speaker, you know, why you chose them, uh, what you hope, you know, they will bring to the conference and, you know, to the overall theme and, and the messaging that you want to give out? Yeah, so our keynote speaker is Suraj Yangde. Um, they're a very prominent Dalit activist and academic, uh, um, currently a fellow at Harvard as well. Um, really excited for them. Um, we're hoping that he can 
kind of show us how to make an impact from the strict like institutions that we occupy um there's often a very like distinct separation between activism and academia um where even if like professors and researchers within these institutions are doing research on like marginalized communities that doesn't translate into actual material impacts on those communities right um so that's kind of like one of the things that we're hoping through ying day is going to talk about how do we move beyond academia to creating like an actual impact um in supporting like the marginalized communities um we like this is kind of like kind of also gonna kind of loop into the cast one on one discussion as they are like a Dalit activist, um, or 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 like a cast activist, I guess. Um, they can talk kind of talk about how um to incorporate caste anti caste values in all of our work across the board, um, in both academia and activism. Um, and I'm hoping that he can like inspire our audience as well into taking radical, very radical anti caste and anti racist actions. Um. So yeah, I'm we're really excited for them. Um, we are planning to have an, a note speaker as well, um, but that is in the works. Um, and we'll you can find that more on our social medias um, as we roll out all of our speakers. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, a lot of the events that you're planning are very like action forward, very activist based, and that's really great because I know you also mentioned in the pre recording meeting that maybe you know some of last year's conference workshops, etc. were more like pre-professional. So I'm glad and like very excited to see like the new directions that you're taking Sai and all the different events and the workshops in. Um, and yeah, as for the conference itself, do you, can you sort of explain what the structure of the two days will be like for people who may want to register or who have never attended a Sai before? And what kind of workshops and panels are you currently planning to have in the conference itself? Yeah, um, in terms of the tentative schedule, well, this one is confirmed, as you said before, the actual conference stretches across two days, April 10th to April 11th. Um, so it consists of panels and workshops. Some of the panels are um, Me Too Movement in South Asia, South Asian American Studies and Adv Advocacy on College Campuses, um, landscaping freedom, South Asia secessionist movements, anti-state action, um, migrant patterns, undocumented South Asians, domestic migrant labor patterns, um, South Asia's tech tyrants. Uh, there's a writer's panel. Um, there's another one on sexual and queer history. And then we have different workshops, with, which are a little bit more interactive. So the panels are more of having just speakers talk about their experiences, um, and having a little bit of a discussion with them afterwards, whereas workshops are a little bit more hands-on and um, a little bit more interactive. So we have a gender violence um, workshop, a mental health workshop, la labor organizing, um, arts and poetry, and we're working on a dance workshop as well. And after each of the panels to ensure that um, they don't lose out on the fact that the workshops are a little bit more interactive, so after the panels, we're going to have um, icebreaker events. And uh, this is essentially you're randomly paired up with um, another person who attended that panel. And you have different questions that you can discuss one on one. So instead of uh, maybe being a little bit too afraid to speak up in front of um, a, a bunch of different people who you've never met before, you can just talk one on one with someone who may 
only know as much as you do or, or learn just as much as you did. Um, but then the last 10 minutes of those icebreakers are going to be geared more towards a social aspect of Sai because we do want people to make lasting relationships with the people that they meet here so that they can continue these conversations past the panels, past the icebreakers, past the conference itself. Um, so that's going to be more of just like fun little questions about yourself. Um, and again, that's only like the last 10 minutes. So we can ensure that we're actually talking more about what we want to internalize from those panels and what we want to carry on with us after the conference ends. Yeah, um, just to, like add on a little bit, one more thing that we hope to have inside. Also, like it's, it's also using the icebreaker platform, um, but having identity focused um, icebreakers um, we're probably going to have an LGBTQ plus identity um, icebreaker um, and, and we'll, like, we'll be rolling out as well in our social media is exactly which icebreakers we're going to have. Um, so yeah, there's like a, the, the two days, April 10th to 11th, are like packed with programming. Um, so there's a lot of different um, opportunities for students to attend. None of the stuff, by the way, I just want to add, no, nothing is going to like overlap with each other. So it's totally possible to attend every single panel. Um, and um, icebreaker and workshop that we are putting on um, if that is something that a student wants to do um, but yeah and then I also just like I don't want to say one more thing the art poetry workshop and the dance workshop are both things that we're hoping will be a little bit more social as well um, those are like definitely a lot less serious um, maybe because they're a lot less serious than like our gender violence mental health and labor organizing workshops um, but they still like leave very valuable skills and I'm hoping that like I don't know. Dancing together over Zoom could be like a fun, very com- a fun community building event. Yeah, it's it's so clear that you all have like so many workshops and like things to do in this two day conference. I'm just wondering, like, how do you? This is like this is kind of like I just kind of want to know for myself, like, how do you go about like planning such a big conference like this? And you know, you just Maya, you just listed like a ton of different workshops that you will have at the actual conference like how do you go about like deciding oh I want to I really want like want to focus on these specific issues and these are like the organizations that we want to collaborate and this is what we want people to take away like how do you like go through that process and like how long has it take to like create this conference um Sakit and I started um summer of 2020 I would say so we've been working on it for quite a while. It's definitely not just Saketh and I who um, have put this together. We owe a lot to our campus ambassadors, a lot to our Yale team, a lot to our programming director, Iman. Um, so the way that we kind of figured this out, I think we first decided um, what we liked and what we didn't like from last year's conference and what we wished we were able to do more. So more things like making it more interactive, having the participants actually um, talk to the panelists, things like that. And then we decided, um, well, we haven't technically like, we, we decided on like a, a, a broad um, theme of what we wanted to see um, and kind of took away some certain, um, some certain categories from last year as well that seemed to do well. Um, and it was mostly a collaborative process between um, our Yale board and our campus ambassadors because we wanted them to also feel like this was their conference and they they had a say in what we were actually putting out there because um, 
if it was just me and Socket figuring it out, we probably would not be able to um, actually provide things that everybody would be interested in. So I think having that bigger group and having all of those other perspectives is really helpful in making sure that we have certain panels and workshops that that will appeal to many different people. Definitely huge shout out to all of our Compass Ambassadors and our Yale team. I don't think very much of this could have happened, um, both in like planning the conference, but also like advertising it, making sure all like South Asian societies on college campuses across the country know about SAI um, and are going to like send their members to come. Um, it's like there's a lot of different, there's a lot of people that are going into like the, the planning of this conference. Amazing. And then my next question for you is, how are you all still trying to maintain that same level of SAI community uh, via a virtual format, uh, both in the conference itself, but also in pre-conference programming? Because I know, you know, in a, in a typical year, you would be able to like, maybe meet up with some people who are planning the event, like on your campus, maybe have like campus get togethers, etc. So yeah, how are you all trying to maintain that community? So we have our icebreakers events that I mentioned earlier. Um, it's definitely sad that we don't get to all meet in person um, because I think that was like a really fun time for us, especially when we all got to eat lunch together and we were all just sitting in the AACC getting to know the random people who came to our campus. Um, so I'm hoping that with those icebreakers, we can still have that um, one-on-one connection with each other and try and bring out relationships through that. Um, We have already with some of our campus ambassadors had like team bondings and we make sure that we keep close with our Yale team as well through those team bondings, um, because I think it's it's very important to be close with the people that you're working with, especially on a project that's as big as this. Um, Yeah, I definitely feel like the I don't know, I guess like the magnitude of the work is making us closer, even though like I have like never met any of our campus ambassadors in person. or or most of our campus ambassadors in person. Um, I think it's really cool that, like, because we're doing so much work together um, and because there's, like, so much going into the planning of these, like, pre-programming events and the actual conference, like, I don't know. We're just, like, naturally getting to know each other a lot better um, because of that. Yeah, definitely. And something else that I have been thinking a lot about, like, as I've sort of navigated extracurriculars uh, last semester was really like how important it is to like I guess set certain goals and also center myself with specific uh like like a specific purpose and specific values in whatever activity or event I'm trying to plan so I guess for you guys and for Sai uh, in general um what are some goals that you all have for this entire initiative, or maybe just for the conference? And what do you hope that students, you know, go home thinking about feeling uh, after the conference and after the events that you are organizing? Um, Personally, just looking at what has happened in this last year with the pandemic and how different things are going to have to be for this conference versus last year. Something that I really, really don't want to lose is that sense of community and family that we got last year from meeting all of those different students. And I really want to take advantage of the fact that we're able to have students who are not necessarily local, 
um, and giving them that opportunity to really bond with um, students on the East Coast, um, students internationally, students on the West Coast, wherever they may be. So um, having that community and family is part of what I want people to take away from that, uh, of course, as well as having things like understanding different methods of sharing their own experiences, their own ideas and their own opinions um, and taking what they learned and really applying it to their actual lives instead of just, you know, learning about it and then, you know, kind of moving on and waiting until next conference to learn something. Um, yeah, absolutely. As I um, as like definitely as a specific goal, I'm hoping that since we are virtual, I'm hoping that we are able to like use it to its full extent and when we have like a, a strong representation of students from the west coast and from like other parts of the south asian diaspora not in the u.s um and we are like working really strongly on expanding our outreach efforts to to these other communities um and and like yeah definitely as maya said i'm really i, I i'm hoping to like be able to keep in touch with some sai members or with some sai attendees um and learn about like okay what are some like specific things that you did after this conference because of something that you learned like if every student goes away learning one thing and like taking one specific action for justice like i think that side would be a major success um yeah and, and that's like definitely what i'm most excited most looking forward to seeing perfect thank you both um i guess a good question like how how do people register for the conference itself has registration started if not uh when is that opening up um also how can people get more involved in SAI if they want to maybe sign up or apply to be a campus amb- ambassador uh i know you all also like have a whole zine going so if people want to like submit art writing submissions like how would they do that you know feel free to say all of those different things Yeah, so um, first, let me just give all of our like social media accounts because all of them stay updated on the different information that you need regarding pre-programming events and um, conference, the actual conference itself, as well as just different information from different organizations that you might be interested in. So our Instagram and our Facebook are both South Asian Youth Initiative, all completely spelled out. And then our website is South Asian Youth INI dot wixsite.com slash my site which you will probably like write down somewhere um and then on all of those different things you will be able to register for the cast 101 workshop which has already opened up um again that's in like less than like 10 days now so um if you want to register for that that would be amazing um and sockets do you want to talk about the sizing yeah um the Sai Zine is actually a project being run by students at Columbia. Um, so it's kind of like an art collection um, that Sai members can um, submit their own additions to. Um, and, and I'm really excited for what is going to come out of it. We are probably going to do an event near the end of the conference, kind of just like presenting what kind of submissions that we all produced. Um, we're hoping to also include some, some things from our art poetry workshop um, it, it, into the zine. Um, so, like, yeah, direct things that I, SAI members contribute to, like, this big work of art. Um, uh, and, and you can find information on our social media about how exactly to um, submit um, submit entries to the SAI zine. You'll find on our, the link tree in our Instagram page. Um, and also, like, just to get involved with SAI generally, um, feel free to email, like, our SAI email, which is a South Asian Youth Initiative at gmail.com. Um, I'll spell it out very simple. Um, 
if you want to get involved in any way, either in planning programming events, if you have an idea. In addition to our pre-programming events, we are planning to do one or two post-programming events after the conference. Um, so if you're interested in planning one of those, if you're interested in helping with the recruitment um, into SAI and making sure your um, students in your South Asian society um, or just South Asians on your campus are attending, um, or I don't know, if you have any other ideas for programming events that you want SAI to take on, anything like that, just like feel free to shoot us an email. Um, again, at South Asian Youth Initiative at gmail.com. Um, oh, and then also, uh, we are hoping to, like, you know, pass on this uh, co-directorship um, to another student, um, to another student pair, uh, maybe even on a college campus, uh, maybe even, like, off of Yale. Um, but if you are interested in hosting SAI, um, same thing, just feel free to email us. Perfect. Thank you both so much. I'll make sure to put, you know, the the SAI website, um, Instagram, Facebook, the registration link to the CAS 101 workshop all in the episode description so people can uh, go to those to find more information. I know you all also have a newsletter, so encourage people to also sign up for that to stay up to date with a bunch of uh, the events and, you know, just what's going on in general with SAI. Um, and one last question. If you know, if if some if there's a student out there, maybe a high school student or maybe a college student uh, who's part of a school that you don't have like a campus ambassador in, can they still come and register for the event for the conference? Yeah, um, anybody is welcome to register for it. They don't have to have a campus ambassador. The campus ambassador is really just there um, in case that specific school wanted to create a program or just wanted to be part of the creation of the conference. So anybody and everybody is invited. Perfect. I think that's it. Thank you both so much. Thank you so much for having us. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Homecoming Podcast. I hope this got you familiar with SAI and what they do and also got you super excited about signing up for their pre-programming events and for the conference itself. Uh, once again, I've put links to the SAI Instagram, Facebook, and website below. And also, please make sure to register for their upcoming CAST 101 workshop on January 22nd at 5.30 p.m. EST. You must register at tinyurl.com slash S-A-Y-I-C-A-S-T-E-101 by January 21st at 8 p.m. EST in order to guarantee your spot in the workshop. And I've also put that registration link and the Facebook event below. Uh, but hope to see you all there and please, please, please support SAI and all of the work that they do and make sure to sign up for their conference when their registration is available. But I'll see you all next week, next Saturday, with an episode with Dr. Saad Omer, the director of the Yale Institute for Global Health, who will be talking about COVID-19 in the U.S. and around the world, equitable COVID-19 vaccine distribution, the new strain of the virus, and how all of us will be impacted by the pandemic years down the road. Um, I'm excited for you all to hear the episode next week, and I'll see you on Saturday. <laughs>